Hey guys, it is the Boozy and the Beard podcast, and this is episode 11. Woo-hoo! And it's with Ty and Jordan. All right, so as we mentioned, because we posted um, episode 10 late, you guys are getting two this week, so lucky you. Word. Um, we're going to jump right in and just kind of close out the. Um, the shame moisture debacle from last week. The straight up, straight up shitstorm. Yeah, um, they're still reeling from it. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was, I, I did like shame moisture products, but I was already using other stuff, and now, you know, that's continued for me. Now I, I've moved on to other things. So, um, what did come out, or what people think came out, was this really like. <laughs> very black power black girl magic pantene ad yeah this ad that is starting to circulate the the socials now yeah is uh basically you kind of see all of like different black girls represented different hair textures and um skin tones and all kinds of you know diversity yeah and they're you know like like there's like a nice little baseline to it it's not too it's not condescendingly black. No. It's definitely more like you could tell that this was done with care and with, with um thought. Right. So a lot of people have been reposting this ad with their comments. Um, possibly they may have been seeing this ad for the first time. Yeah. And the ad has gained relevance now because of Shea Moisture's just straight up failure of yeah. an ad that they put out last week. So... People are believing that this ad is like their answer to Shea Moisture, which the it's ad, not. The ad is like a month old. At least a month old. At least it's, a month. It's been out for a while, but people, yeah. you know, it's just when things are relevant, what's old is new is kind of just the context here. Yeah. I mean, it was pretty time. It seems timely and it just really works in their favor because, I mean, when I saw that Pantene ad, I'm like, oh, this is cool. But it felt, I don't know, it felt pandery, but I, I understand it. But what, as we were talking about last week, like, ads that are targeted to black women's hair are usually, like, more serious and, like, thoughtful and, like, have more gravitas. And that's what this Pantene ad definitely was to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So even though it was pandering, I understood where they were going with it. Right. Um, And kind of the issue here now with Shea Moisture and their follow-up is that they're trying to um, push for, like, their CEOs in their upper echelon yeah. are trying to kind of, like, get out in front of everything now. They're trying to be more visible now than they've ever been before because yeah. they're realizing that a lot of their customers are starting to kind of, like, lose their faith in them. Yeah. So, the CEO of Shea Moisture gets on the Breakfast Club mm-hmm. and tries to kind of, like, do the Hillary Clinton, I got hot sauce in my bag mm-hmm. thing. And it's just... Because I guarantee you that he has never... He probably hadn't even heard of The Breakfast Club prior to last week and the nonsense that was going on there. But then he probably got with his PR manager and they're like, hey, you got to do something black. And then he was probably told, hey, this is probably the blackest thing you could could, find. You could do, yeah. And it's just... It's insane because a lot of this is just bad planning. So with, um, with brands and when they try to kind of expand their marketing... It's difficult to do so when you're known to be a specific brand 
and you try to go from being specific in one area to being broad in multiple areas. Mm. The issue here is that you don't really know how to execute that expansion. And Shea Moisture clearly didn't know how to expand, which they what they, I guess, wanted to do was say, we're trying to be just a beauty brand in general and not necessarily a black beauty brand in specific. So because they included, you know, the white women in the commercial, which is fine ultimately, but the way that they included them, the way that they kind of made them the stars of the show with the three eyes that they put out, or at least the three eyes that we saw, and where black women were kind of like pushed to the back and not really visible in the, in the own ad was just very disrespectful. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked, we touched on this too last week is that like, if they wanted to expand and, and introduce new verticals, that's fine. But they should have introduced specific lines that catered to um, other women and other hair types and left the the current ones they have that are kind of geared towards black women alone. But um, trying to kind of whitewash it and make it this catch-all, that's where they messed up and just, you know, kind of ha- trying to all hair matters, everybody. Right. They're unsuccessful in that. And, I mean, like I said, I had already started switching over to other things, but the fact that their formulations are changing and people who have been using, like, their tried-and-true lines aren't getting the same results, yeah, I'm probably going to use up what I have, which isn't a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And um and look for greener pastures basically. Cause I use like the shea stuff that um you got me. Yeah, you use whatever I get you though. Pretty yeah, it's pretty much my yeah. exposure to it. Cause that's not like I have a lot of hair. I just have the beard. Right. Well, your beard's important. It's quite important. All beards matter. Yes, all beards matter. Right. But mine specifically. Your specifically. So it's um, I don't really have like I'm never really like in the aisle going ooh they have a new shave butter no. or anything like that. I'm just kind of just whatever you get me is what I use. Yeah. So. My question to you, since this is more of your field, sure. is Shea Moisture canceled? Uh, for me personally, I don't think so. I don't know. Like, I don't know if we talked about this. I don't know if we talked we about this. Haven't. We could always just talk. Yeah, we could. Um, like, I guess I'm loath to cancel people or cancel brands or cancel things immediately. And I know that a lot of things are problematic and, and stuff like that, but... I don't know. I feel like sometimes people need more opportunity to kind of repair their ways or try to fix it. So if you're outright, you know, if you're an outright asshat and you're you're like um, unapologetic about it, then mm-hmm. we probably have nothing to talk about and you're canceled. But if, you know, you're told about it and you seem genuinely apologetic, then I think... I don't need to cancel you. Maybe just, you know, see how you move in other instances. For me, I don't think Shea Moisture... I, I'm not going to tell people not to buy Shea Moisture personally. I know that I probably won't be buying anymore, but that's only because I'm looking... I find that their products don't really do what I need them to do for me. But it's it just so happens it happened around this time. But right. I'm not going to be like, F Shea Moisture. I'm not, I, don't, I don't really feel that way. Mm-hmm. I think it was a really stupid decision on their part. And I support women who do want to cancel them and feel personally slighted. Mm -hmm. But I don't... Like, if they have a dope sale, I'm probably not going to be like, nah. I'm just... That BOGO. Right. But I'm not looking for, like, their 17th product or new product line this month. Right. You know? And I I agree with the idea of canceling things too soon. Yeah. Too early. Yeah. Like, for me, 
I don't necessarily believe in like the quote unquote canceling mm-hmm. ideology that's mm-hmm. kind of being a little bit more um more relevant today. I think it goes along with call out culture. Yeah. And yeah. it's 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 very um it's very interesting when people are willing to stop supporting something at the drop of a dime mm. because I'm not sure what that really means. Does it mean that you are ever really truly behind that thing that you're giving your support away to? Mm. You know what I mean? Like it, it raises questions that I'm not sure people really have answers for. I mean, I see the other side of it too about why you might be quick to cancel. It's just because there are so many... Well, remember, we, we've talked about this. The idea of scarcity versus abundance. Yes. So... If you feel like there aren't enough representations of X, like for instance, you feel like there aren't enough hair care brands that cater towards black women, then maybe you would be a little slower or less likely to cancel Shea Moisture. Mm-hmm. But because there are there are an abundance of hair brands that cater to black women that are, if not black owned, owned by black women mm-hmm. and use all natural products and yada, 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 you kind of have a pick of the litter. So I feel like people don't, People are loyal to brands or to or to others or to celebrities or whatever, but the loyalty isn't blind. Okay. Like you need to you need to continuously prove that you deserve my loyalty. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, like some celebrities get canceled. Like if there was just one, you know, we only had one black female celebrity to to align ourselves with and get behind. We kind of have to swallow any issues that come up or anything that doesn't like align with with our values but mm-hmm. because there are more and more women black women that are coming to the forefront that we can support i think we can be a little more selective i think that's the the theory behind um well behind the prevalence of call out culture and canceling people seemingly at the drop of a hat right so i think that with that mm-hmm. it's very difficult to determine what you cancel Right. You know what I mean, so I think wanna, pausing you, would make more sense. Right. Like you kind of want to see what they do. Right. Like I always tell people the follow up is always key. Right. You don't ever want to automatically like get rid of something. And I get the idea of you don't want to get too attached to something. So yeah. you don't develop feelings around it. Right. That's cool. Right. But you also want to be able to like if this was something that like you said, Shea Moisture was something that you supported for a while. Right. Until they started switching their formula. Right. And that's a different reason to cancel Yeah, that's true. As opposed to the way that they treat, you know, the way that they market themselves, that may not necessarily be the end-all be-all for some people. And it's not. But for some people, it is, and I understand it, because mm-hmm. they're basically disrespecting their base. Yeah. You know? No, and I... So... Like I said, yeah. I get it, and I don't really have a lot of dogs in this fight right so i'm kind of looking at it from just purely an objective like Mm -hmm. i'm kind of just seeing what happened and i'm seeing the reaction to it Mm -hmm. and i find that a lot of the reaction is appropriate Mm -hmm. let me not say that it's harsh Mm -hmm. it's appropriate because that ad was really trash i mean it's harsh but it can still be appropriate it can still be appropriate but the issue here is that the issue here is that People don't really understand how they don't really... Sorry. People don't realize that when you kind of get rid of something 
without giving it a chance to redeem itself, then what's the forgiveness? You know, like we're always kind of taught you, you want to be able to forgive people that wrong you. Right. And give them the chance to make it up to you. That doesn't mean that you have to stay around and take abuse and yeah. take abuse and take abuse. Right. But sometimes people make mistakes. And you have to give those people, just like companies, you have to give them a chance to be able to say, you know what, let me do something about this. Let me fix this. Let me try and make this better. And if you are willing to allow them to do that, and I guess this is what the CEO is trying to do. That's why he's on a breakfast club and doing all this media. You know, he could have just sat in his ivory tower and chilled and been like, yeah, whatever, I ain't with it. But Y'all still going to buy my stuff. But that's the thing. So, and I think that's kind of a, a, a separate a separate thing to consider it's like for brands mm-hmm. and for celebrities even we put money in their pockets oh, absolutely right so they have to apologize if they realize they've messed up and for me not to say that you're never going to make a mistake because you know even if you're a brand there are you know people in the brand and people can people aren't you know make mistakes if they're human but mm. I don't know. The fact that you didn't have the foresight or think about the things that you were doing or saying might be problematic. And it's not until you're called out on it that you want to apologize because you know that your your money, like your financial security could be in jeopardy versus on a personal level. Like if we have a problematic friend, okay, right, we may not cancel them immediately because... You they see can, the good qualities in them. You can them. see the good qualities in them. They mm-hmm. can still grow as a person. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's different. And that's why I, like, I understand why people want to cancel or would be quick to cancel a brand or cancel um, a celebrity or whatever because ultimately they see you as a consumer. They realize they pissed off this consumer. Let them apologize. It's like for, for some people, it's too little too late. Like, why didn't you think of that beforehand? But, I don't want your trash as apology now. I mean, now. But that's part of the mistake. You can always like... Clearly, Shamu should didn't think that this ad was gonna blow up the way it did. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like companies put out these ads to intentionally fail. It's not like Pepsi decided we're gonna make a Pepsi Last Matter commercial, right. Starring Kendall Jenner, right. And think that this is gonna just you know, we're gonna sell Pepsi's off the shelves. No one thinks that like you know these companies don't necessarily think that the ideas are bad because they execute them. Right. So but, sorry, but the issue with that is when the backlash comes. That's how you determine what the company's worth is as far as its ethics. So No. Yeah. No, you're not. Because well, all you're seeing, when a company apologizes for making a mistake or a celebrity apologizes for making a mistake, it's probably not even their words, their feelings. Probably it's their not. it's their PR company of crafting a statement. I'm, to me that's BS. like But so like you have companies like Chick-fil-A, right? Just an example, that is unapologetically homophobic. Right. Like to the point where they're like we not open on Sundays because we love Jesus. Right. And we not serving you gays chicken because we not doing it. Right. And we don't care what you think. Right. So, like, you can have all the backlash in the world, but people will still support it if that's what they align with. Yes, you know but com- every company is different. Of course. And every company expresses its values differently. Mm-hmm. We don't know what Shea Moisture's values are. We just know based off of their response, they value money. And of they course. realize that all these black women are pissed off and are, are on there. Because they, like, they're even trolling them online. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at any status or new post that Shea Moisture puts up since the, uh, since the incident. Yeah. Um, 
you have a lot of like ha ha faces, you know, the, oh, yeah. the reactions. Definitely, definitely but, but then even people scared. are like, oh, I'm never buying this again. What do you recommend? Mm-hmm. Oh, you can use Eden Body Works or Orient right. Handmade, da, da, da. like right on the status. So I don't know. I for Chick Fil A, while I don't agree with their stance. Mm-hmm. They're firm in their stance. They're like, this is what we value, Ben and Jerry's. Mm-hmm. I'm sure people canceled Ben and Jerry's, but Ben and Jerry's didn't apologize. They're like, no, this, this is, is why Black we... Lives Matter. Right. That's my point. So I respect a brand more. I think I would have respected Shea Moisture more. They'd still probably be canceled for many people. But if they were less like, sorry that you feel this way, but we really want to embrace every... Like, for whatever their reasoning was, we mm. want to embrace everyone, we want everyone to feel da 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 Like, uh, if they had doubled down on it. I don't... Like, it's like a kid who only apologizes because he got caught. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's yeah. not genuine to me. You're so, right. even if not everyone agrees with it, you have... To, you should have been ready to take that L just in case. Right. That's okay. kind of how I feel. But that's what, like I said, I... No, but that makes total sense, absolutely. And I think that's how other people feel, too. Like I said, I can understand if I, if their products still work for me or if I was, wasn't such a product junkie and bought everything. Yeah, you do. I do. Um, but if I was, like, loyal to them and that's what happened, I'd probably be heartbroken and be like, burn them to the ground! But, mm-hmm. you know, I don't feel that way. But I understand people who feel that way. Right. Who've been riding with them for years, supporting them, and been at natural hair shows and... Mm-hmm. I get it. Curl fest. Curl, all kinds of different things. I get it. Right. But I just, I'm not loyal to any brand like that. Mm-hmm. I, I just like whatever make my hair look feel good, you know? That's what's up. Yeah. But. So, no, that's reasonable. But that's what I think it is. Yeah. So. And if I'm wrong, anyone who's listening to this and you want to comment and let us know, please do. Because I don't want to speak out of turn. That's just what I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Work. So. We're going to move on to another fail. Good grief. Like, it's just a series of fails in life. Yeah. And, I mean, it just, I mean. That's really just fodder for our show. Dog. I mean, we got a freaking orange as our president. That's like the failiest fails of all fails. So, everything naturally that comes after that is just going to fail spectacularly. That's true. So, in the idea of failing spectacularly, mm. um, we have a uh, music festival that was. Um, well, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> the music festival that wasn't. The music festival that could, would have, but ultimately didn't. But ultimately did not. Um, It was called Firefest. Because it was going to be lit. With a Y. Yeah. Because millennials like that shit. Yes. And basically the idea was, um, I think Jabra was the um founder. Something about his company was affiliated with Right. Or- so basically he was kind of like the figurehead yeah. of this um festival that's right in 2017 ja rule was going to be running a concert ja rule decided he was a festival excuse me a festival and he decided to curate such illustrious acts as (laughs) such relevant acts as 182 and major laser and um diplo and some other people okay so okay a bunch of like house music and Blink-182. Yes, I'm like, what is Blink... Aren't they, like, they're, they're alternative? They're, like, alternative, kind of, like, grungy... Okay, 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 but grungy. Punk or whatever. Got it, got it, got it. But basically, um, they have this festival or whatever, and the catch In the was, Bahamas. It was going to be in the Bahamas. Yeah. On an island, basically, yeah. just isolated from civilization. Right. It's, like, your own personal party island, right? Yeah, exactly. And... The tickets ran as high as twelve thousand dollars. No, they ran as high as four hundred. 
thousand dollars. Really? Yes. For like oh. accommodation, because depending on what, so that's probably just the regular ah, accommodations. Okay. But like for four hundred thousand dollars, you could have like dinner with one of the artists. That oh, kind of, it was like so an they experience. Were like, in like a bunch of yes. Packages. Okay. Yes. Okay. That makes it even worse. I know. I'm sure people bought. That. I'm sure someone bought it. So um, they have this whole festival. It's on the Bahamas, and it was supposed to happen this past weekend. It was supposed to be two weekends. Two this weekends weekend, ago, and then no, no, it's two weekends in a row. Was supposed to be oh, this weekend and last weekend. Lord. So I don't know if it was running straight. Was through. it going to be like a seven day festival? I don't know if it was a seven day festival. I think it was because Coachella's just a weekend. Yeah, but I think it was two weekends. I don't know if there were going to be different acts or yeah. what the situation was, but yes. So this is the first year that they attempted this, Ugh. and the um, social media that generated from this came from mostly. These rich, um, Tuck Biffington the fifth millennials, yeah, that couldn't believe that such a Tuck professional Biffington. Tuck Biffington was tight because a lot of <laughs> tweets were taken from Tuck Biffington's account, right? That were that these news they, they media screenshot got it from Tuck Biffington's account. Land. So basically, they get there and started on I believe Thursday. I think so. This past Thursday. I think so. Yeah. And nothing was set up. No stages. Cause no they were tents. Spo- like it was alleged that there were supposed to be like villas. Villas, right? And like tents for different acts and different multi stages, and because it's on a beach, it's always by water right, and right, all right, kinds right, of stuff. Right. So you're getting this whole experience. Yes. There are no villas. There was no lodging. There was no, no tents. It was just, there was no. It was literally just tents. It was barely put together. Yeah. tents. Like like Boy Scout tents, <laughs> and. So the luxury food that you were eating were like these sad cheese sandwiches. Cheese sandwiches on like on white like bread, total like, like Wonder Bread, Wonder Bread with ass American bread cheese, with slices of American cheese, and then and that, like that um, that struggle salad you get at every church function. Yo, the, the struggle salad that you get with your Spanish food. Yeah, when you oh order, yeah, like, from Gucci Fritos and yeah. shit, and they'd be like, oh, it comes with salad and soda, salad and the salad is just like a slice of tomato yeah. and nothing but lettuce. Yes. And like maybe an onion. And doused in dressing. Whatever and, the dressing is. And it's always dressing you can't identify. Right. I'm like, well, why did you put this here? Like, I can have I the dressing on the dressing. side. This I don't really fine. Do, I don't really do dressing. You couldn't give me a vinaigrette? Nope. Nah. You're nope. Just this is our just, house dressing. Here's, here's some Italian for Made you. Made from mop water. Straight up. Sorry. So <laughs> they definitely, they definitely um, fucked all of these people out of their money. Ugh, right. So grief. the tickets, I think the lowest ticket was like. I don't know. I don't know what the lowest 4K. was. I just saw what the highest was. It was wild was expensive, like... though. Like, the idea was it was wild expensive. Right. And all these people pay for it because it's a festival and there's music and people like concerts and that's And it cool. was, like, slated to be the festival of the decade. And right. I mean, based off the, the... Whoever described it did a really good job of describing it. Like They marketed directly to millennials. Like, you, directly. You, well, to certain... To Younger, wealthy, young, wealthy white millennials. millennials. Yeah, because... They were using terms like lit. They were using terms... They were using hundred emojis. Yeah. And they were using, like, you know, all of the things that, like, white people think is still cool. But right. we're kind of, like, moved on from things. Yeah, because we have to. y'all always keep encroaching in our territory right. and make shit mad whack. Like, we can't dab anymore because y'all overtook that. No. So, so... With, I dab in the house. We dab in our... We dab in private. Right, we dab we, in private. I do not dab publicly. We do not publicly. dab in public, no. Because we don't... We're not lame. Dabbing is our private shame. Yep. So, the festival is a disaster. Yes. Everyone wanted off the island. Of course. And they couldn't get off the island. Right, not immediately. No, none of those planes are ready to fly off. Right. Because they thought they were going to be there for a week. Yeah. Jaru is putting out statements 
So my, this not, is not a scam. Right. It's not I my promise fault. it's not a scam. I don't I'm going to refund all your money. I don't and know. you're just kind of like, dog, this is kind of scam city, Most bro. scams start with this is not a scam. Like, if you think about the emails you get from the prince overseas yeah, or whatever, yeah. who's just like, this is not a scam. Just I wire me. You, wire me $200 and I can give you all the rupees you want. Right. Or I can give you $200,000 in your account. Yeah. So, but tote's not a scam. Not a scam, though. Right. I promise you it's not right. a scam. Exactly. So... I had many questions when I was made aware of this. Okay. My first question was, why is Ja Rule still in the news in 2017? That's what I was saying. Like, it's 2017. I don't remember the last Ja Rule song I've heard. Like, the last... Like, single. Single? Like, his last single? What Would I Be Without You is always, like, the go-to. Yeah, but that's not the last single. Ain't it funny with J-Lo? That's before. That was before that? Good Lord. Because I just found out, like, maybe a few months ago that she was saying, are you ready? Yeah. Instead of, are you L-E? Wait, she wasn't saying, are you L-E? No. Are you sure? It begins and it goes, what's my mother effing name? Are Are you L-E? I thought she was saying, are you ready? The whole time. Well, no, she was responding to his inquiry. I thought it was just like they were recording in separate studio sessions and... Even in a She's separate, just doing her random, like, ad-lib. Even in a separate session, I think you would respond. If someone says, what's my motherfucking name? Uh-huh. You're going to respond accordingly. With you're your not, motherfucking name? Yes. Yeah, whether it, whether it's Jigga, whether it's R-U-L-E, you're not just going to let that fly. But I, that's why I, that's why I was so confused. Like, this, like it's like 5-2, fine two. Like, it could be, it could go either way. He probably doesn't even know what he said. I no dog. I lost my mind when I found when I realized he she was spelling his name. I really, no I always knew. Nah, I had no idea. We sometimes have musical things where you don't realize what's happening. Just what's going on? Like with the LL Cool J song, because you never heard the real song doing it and doing no, it. No, I yeah. never heard the unedited version. Right. So Which is- like. We, yeah. we listen to it. You like this song like, was terrible. I'm like, it's 2017. How have you not heard this? Because it's 2017, and I only used to listen to the radio. That's that's fine. I heard it on the radio. The with all of the the the. I mean, it wasn't everything, stuff. but like the sounds. Because think about it, Hot 97 was much um was much less edited back then. Like a lot more stuff got through then. I think a lot more stuff gets through now. I think different types of stuff gets through. Fair. Fair. Different types of stuff gets through. So the stuff that I was, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is just how this song goes. Mm-hmm. This makes me uncomfortable because I'm riding around with my mom and this sounds weird. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? Yeah. But that was just what it was. Yeah. But anyway. But back to why we're talking about Ja Rule in 2017. Exactly. So like, why? 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 Because then I was reading something, I think I was reading something on VSB mm-hmm. where they were like, we need to bring Ashanti back. And I'm like, Wait, was it in response to the fire? No, no, it wasn't. It oh. was just a random... It was before that I read that. Maybe two weeks ago it was posted. And I'm like, Ashanti? Like, Maybe no. Maybe it was We could keep her away. We don't need Ashanti back. We don't need Ashanti at all. No one... I, who, except for that one person who wrote that article, is really asking for Ashanti. I, That's I the same person that asked Ja Rule to cr- give you a Blink-182 concert. I don't even think my lips have formed the word Ashanti in at least 10 years. Yeah, like, I can't even think of the last time I've seen Ashanti to know what she really even looks like today. Like, you gotta Google Ashanti 2017. That's how irrelevant she is. You can't just write Ashanti in your search and get relevant pictures. No, it it's gonna be all of her old her music. Old, yeah, it's weird. Okay. Like, what What happened to Ashanti 2017? Maybe she'll be on, um, 
not unsung. Oh, you know, it would be unsung, but she's not that small of an not, artist. But she's not a, she's not washed. You, when's the last time you heard about Ashanti? Well, she's not washed in the sense that, like, unsung people are, like, wild omega washed. They're not like, washed. They just weren't um, promoted. But they still, like, I think feel like there was somebody who there who had, like, a, a bunch like, of hits. Bruce Leroy was on Unsung. He had that one movie. Wait, the golden one? Yeah. And that's the point. Because people don't even know his real name. They just know him as Bruce Leroy. But I thought that's who you meant. That's why he's washed. Like, Jaleel Watt is washed, but he always will keep doing those straight-to-DVD black movies. True. But he's still mega-washed, even though he's mad rich. So, why isn't Ashanti washed? Like, what is she doing presently? I'm you know, sure I think it depends on your Instagram, definition of washed. I'm sure that there's some Instagram stuff that she's out there doing. You can probably find her thirst trap in there. I don't know. I feel like she's settled down somewhere in Long Island with her family and is just chilling. And she's just curling her baby hair sideburns? Mm-hmm. Just enjoying life. Just chilling. Mm-hmm. Hopefully she had a good contract, chilling on residuals, that kind of thing. Hopefully, because murder ain't nah. Well, they weren't any bitch. worse than um Bad Boy. <sighs> bad Boy is the worst. Yeah, because Diddy just kept getting richer. And yeah, everyone else kept getting broke. Right. Because like they totally ruined G Dep. I was thinking of the locks. How long it took for them or, to get out of their contract? Or the band, <sighs> who had an episode of how they signed themselves into failure, where they signed on with. Puff Daddy's agent, who was like, yeah, Diddy's getting 30% of all your shit, so sign with me. And they're like, yeah, we're good with that. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll take that deal. Yeah. Now you walk to Junior's and give me a cheesecake. And Mongolian breast milk. And Mongolian breast milk. And Dylon is the best rapper of all time. Yes. But he'll never put out an album. No. Okay. Anyway, so Firefest sucked. Yep. And, um, like, I'm just still curious about... Why was Blink-182 the headliner? Like, if I'm... Who's actually going to headline it? If I'm Ja Rule and I'm throwing a concert in the Bahamas, I'd try to headline it myself if I'm Ja Rule, right? Like, would it not be like... No, because the clientele that you want is not coming to listen to Ja Rule. So they're coming to listen to Blink-182 in the Bahamas for seven days? Yes. That's like... That makes no sense to me. I'm pretty sure Blink-182 had more hit... More... Was more commercially viable. Than Ja? Than Ja Rule. That's possible. And that's why. But just the same question of when was... Like, I I guarantee you that there is no bougie black people going to pay $12,000 to go see Ja Rule in the Bahamas. Oh, hell the fuck no. That's my point. How can he headline it? I'm not paying to see anybody in the Bahamas. That's my point. I don't even know how much the bad boy tickets were, and that was in New York. And people went... Bazongas for that. Right. That's true. But that's bad boy. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely like a, a staple. You're right. Right. Well, how many Ja Rule songs? How many hits actually? Did Ja Rule have? Probably on one hand. Maybe maybe two. Be fair. Because okay. all, all of those songs that he had with like Lil Mo. I know what you're talking about. He, I was a Ja Rule fan. I understand that. But everybody wasn't in that lane. Like... Hip hop was still like becoming more commercially accepted. Right. So back then, unless you were like, 
Like, no one's checking for Ja Rule circa 2004, but no. people would be checking for Jay-Z circa 2004. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, people would be like, oh, let me go back and listen to this catalog. No one's like, let me let's check out what Ja was doing. Yeah, let me go find that Vinny Vinny Vici album. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's my point. And I literally just had to sit here and think about yeah. a Ja Rule album. Exactly. That's my point. And I hope I'm even right on that. I'm, I think that's one of them. I, I don't think know. that's one of them. I think yeah, it is, Vinny, too. Vinny, 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 I just don't know the order. Like, I don't, I don't know how many there are. I don't know how many Jaru albums there they, that exist. Yeah. No, I'm not going to... I feel like they do... all came off of one album. They were just the same song with different females on it. No. Uh, no. Like, like there's a song with J-Lo. There's a song with Lil Mo. There's five with Ashanti. I feel like those are different time, times, though. I feel like it was, like, the same summer. Like I like they all sound like they came from that same. I'd have to do research, but the point is, Mm -hmm. it sounds like a scam. It is a scam, and I think that what um, people are gonna learn from this is that you can't really trust everything just because you think it's gonna be cool and you know lit or whatnot. That's because people like to be first settlers, or like that's why people comment first Mm -hmm. on anything. So. I guess part of the um is it a little bit of FOMO? No, it's not FOMO. It's not not it's not necessarily FOMO. I think it's like you want to have props to say that you did this before anyone else did it. And sometimes that's going to have its risks. Mm-hmm. And this risk was but you $12,000 or whatever you paid. But I'm pretty sure the people who ate these costs didn't like they didn't sweat about it overnight. Right. They, you like, know, like, obviously they want their money back, but it's not like they're like, I didn't pay my rent this month to go like, see Blink-182 in the Bahamas. Right, you know what like I'm saying? Beef, Beef Wellington is going to be okay. Right. Yeah. He's he's not sweating that 12K. I thought it was Tad Buffington? I mean, it could be Biff Tickington. Thad Buffington? I feel like a Chad. Chad Buffington? Chad or like a Chip. Chip. Bigglesworth? Chip Billington... The third. The third. Chip Billington the third Esquire. Because he has this flex that he's a lawyer. Okay. Even though lawyers don't necessarily always include they, the Esquire. They don't. You have you can because you, you earned it. But he he definitely identifies himself as Esquire. Maybe. So Chip Billington, Billington the, third the third Esquire is not sweating these 12K tickets. No, he's not. He will just... Find a way to buy the music catalog of Blink One Eighty Two and hold it hostage. And well, I'm not sure he has anybody. a premium Spotify membership, so oh, he doesn't need to worry about he, that. He doesn't care. He's he fine. has a premium title membership. True. He's not Spotify peasants. True. He he could listen to Jay Z's albums without fail. Yeah, I'm pretty annoyed. He could about not that. care less about Jay Z deciding to be stingy with his shit. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll leave the best of both worlds. <laughs> Jay-Z's an asshole. Jay-Z is an asshole. He left the shittiest album yeah, ever Yeah, because it was a few weeks ago. I think it was like the beginning of... What's this, April? I think it was like the end of March. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to you and I was like, yo, there's only like four Jay-Z albums on here. Right. I think, and Reasonable Doubt wasn't one of them. I think it was... Or Volume 1. I think it was like Volume 2, Volume 3, and just like random other ones. And I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to check, I'm like, oh, let me just listen to some Jay. Best of both worlds. Yuck. And I think it was the second one. It wasn't even the first one. It wasn't. It Yuck. Was, I was, I was Damn, heartbroken. that's devastating. I was heartbroken. I was like, why am I paying for this? But anyway. That's rough. 
Um, so the last know. thing um, we want to talk about is something I hope that you guys have all. Ch- Although it came out on Friday, so if yeah. you haven't, I understand. Um, dear white people, spoiler alerts. We're Although, we're not gonna jump into like plot points. No, we're not. We're not gonna do like we did the get down because or that's not get cool. out. It definitely just came out and it did. A lot of people didn't really know that it came out because it's not like Netflix really promoted it heavy. Well, they did promote it. They promoted I saw, it. I saw Every, commercials for it. Everything is you promoted, know, but it wasn't like. I didn't necessarily see it in my like social media explosion. No, I didn't either. Promotion. But I did see the backlash to it. Backlash. Oh yeah, when when they first announced it as a series. Oh right, yes, yes, I did see that. Where like white actual white people were like, "What? Yeah, you made a show that's racist." Well, no, and they were talking about like canceling Netflix. Yeah. So. Netflix so so black. Yeah, right. right? I'm just like, guys, it's fine. <laughs> like, you'll be okay. You'll guys. be fine. The Gilmore Girls. Or have a it, new season. Exactly. You're going to be fine. You're going to be just fine. It's not changing anything. Um, But it's 10 episodes. It's yep. really, really good. It's really funny. It's very clever. Yes, clever. It's very clever. Clever is the word. And um, one of the things that they do very well in the show is that they... Um, they do parodies very well. Yes. Um, they definitely make fun of a lot of the things that we as black people kind of like... Uh, accept and know as norms right so like um hate watching scandal yeah is definitely something that we do yeah like while there are people who are diehard scandal fans Mm -hmm. like there are definitely people who hate watching scandal right but will watch it with their significant other or they'll watch it on their own Mm -hmm. just so that they can tweet about how bad the show is exactly and um it like their black people definitely takes you know inspiration with that and with other different movies and TV shows and, and kind of like turns them on their head. And icons. And you icons. You know, like cultural Like icons. cultural icons and kind of just makes them, um, like they kind of give them like a surreal twist yeah, to it. right. So it makes it, a you know, easy. It makes it funny mm-hmm. for me personally because I hate Scandal and I, I don't know. even watch it because it's like stupid. I and know. You shouldn't watch it. It's okay. a bad show. Yeah. It's always been a bad show. Okay. But it became even worse because... Literally, you only had to watch the last five minutes of the show for you to even be relevant. But people still watch the hell out of it because, oh my God, Olivia Slay. Uh But Olivia is mad trash and she's stupid Uh and she sucks. Uh And I don't even know if the president is still the president now because if this show's been out for what, seven seasons now? Then he shouldn't be president anymore unless he got reelected, which I thought, I mean, he totally killed killed the woman. Like, literally choked her to death. I guess, spoiler alert, if you were... That was, like, like season two. Yeah, but... (laughs) That was when we were still watching it. My manager just started watching Scandal last summer. Oh, well, sorry. Not that she listened to this. I'm just saying that there are people out there who haven't yet jumped in. I mean, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Dear black... Dear black... Dear white people, sorry. Dear white people does a lot of clever things. One of the things that I like that um, they are very uh, forward with is their dialogue. So, their dialogue is kind of mocking, but kind of not. So, the way that... Um, yeah, uh, like, like you what know, do you mean? So, they're all college students, right? right. Like, this show takes place in a college. Right. And they're, you know, dorming and stuff like that. Right. So, they're all very young. Yeah. And because they're young, they're going to do the, you know, young stuff that we, as 30-somethings, are kind of just like, you young kids, yeah, I don't know what's, what mm. the world is about. Mm. But they're like, you know, talking like 
using the word hashtag in real conversation. Right. And, um, you know, texting with emojis right. and, you know, like things like that where like the world seems tumbling down over kind of like. But I text with emojis. But like only emojis? No, well, they don't either. You have to give them credit. I think I think you're kind of like downplaying them. No, I'm not downplaying them at all. What I'm saying is that I think that the way that the um, characters speak with each other and interact with each other is mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. And that they're intelligent. Yeah, well, they're, they're in college. I, I know that. You can be... You don't have but to be intelligent. In a P- to, they're in a, P- a private white institution. You have They have to be yeah, the credit of the firm to get in. There's not really going to be true legacy. This, true this, true this. Yeah. But what I mean is that they they speak the way that 18 year olds speak to each other mm. but they do so where like we look at it as older people we're like that's kind of a weird way to say that sentence but in the way that they speak to it maybe other 18 year olds will look at it and be like that's so how we speak to each other I so guess. i don't know i don't know i may be looking too deep into that yeah i, I probably am i thought they were just communicating like normal i know that they're mm. supposed to be well, juniors, well, that, but they're supposed to be juniors in college. They just yeah. sound regular to me. Okay, they sound like people, like like peers. Mm. And I don't think it was supposed to be. I think it's supposed. To, I don't know if it's supposed to be written for a college demographic. I think it's supposed to be written for our age group. They okay. just happen to be in college. It just seems like some of the stuff that they say is quite tongue in cheek in the way that they speak to each other. That's just how well, that's I feel about it. But anyway, um, question. Mm-hmm. Who would you say is your favorite character? Ooh. Since we finished the season, we know all of the events. We're, We're not going to talk about the events. Yeah. Who would you consider the character that you like the most? Jo- I like Joelle and I like Coco. Okay. I like them both. Um, Joelle is just like... I really I really wanted more for her. Um, but, you know, not to say too much. You mean like... Development, development wise, and mm-hmm. I wanted to see her happy. Yeah, you know, it's like I get that she wasn't a quote unquote main character or whatever, but she was just like, I don't know, she was like the the. She was a side character. But she was the, the the super supportive sidekick in every situation. Yeah, which I get, but it, I don't know, it just seemed kind of like one dimensional. I hope my hope with with Jed. Joel is that mm-hmm. in season two that we get a little bit you know of an expansion of her because true um the way that if you haven't seen the show or mm-hmm. if you have seen the show uh-huh. um each episode kind of decides to focus on one person mm-hmm. for a certain period of time mm-hmm. and it's not totally linear it's uh it kind of jumps in time yeah but it's but focuses, it's not confusing no it focuses on two main events right and how maybe three or four of the principal characters interact within those two events. Right. And we don't really get a focus with her, mm-hmm. so we don't really get her history. So I right. hope that in the next season, we get a little bit of more Joelle's I want everyone's stuff. backstory, but I like her especially. I think um, she looks like Kelly Rowland. She looks like she's Kelly Rowland. So she's super like, she's kind of like Nisi from Moesha. Yes. Like that's what I reminded me of. Yeah. So I agree. In terms of her role, yes, she's like Nisi. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I really like her. And I love Coco. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 like the, I, I like how they have Coco navigating the world. Right. Um, and I like... Well, she has a really smart mouth. Everyone has a smart mouth, but like she has a very smart Coco's mouth. Coco is extremely quick-witted. Yes, yeah, she is. And, and I, I like yeah. that. 
And um, I like Coco. I originally thought I was going to hate her. I, I think, think you're supposed everyone to. is supposed to assume you're supposed yeah, to hate Coco. You're supposed but to. the way that the show tells her arc, uh-huh. it humanizes her. Yeah. It makes you like, you know, like, oh, You don't snap. hate, I don't hate anyone. I don't dislike any character. I, well, there's one. The Kurt. Annoying dude guy. The guy with the, um, of the patiche paper. The editor in chief? Of the other paper. Oh yeah, well he's a he's clearly he's a villain. a villain, right? He's clearly a villain. Yeah, I think the person I don't like is the leader of Black AF, the light skin guy. I don't really care for him. He's just he's too much for me. Like uh, like a caricature. He's definitely a caricature. Yeah. To me. Um, and um, who is the person mm-hmm. that? Oh, Black Republican dude is a dick. We saw him twice. He's the dick. Though. Yeah. We've only seen him twice, and I don't remember his name. I super like Troy. Troy is really I have dope. mixed feelings about Troy. Okay, that's fair. I think you're supposed to kind of, like, not really sure how you go with Troy. I like Troy's... I have mixed of, feelings about everyone. You're supposed to. And I think that's the point. Because I don't like Sam at all. No. I actually am very annoyed with Sam. I could do without Sam. And not even for the stuff that happens later on. Just uh-huh. like her general kind of presence to me is just very just off-putting. Mm. Like I don't like I like everyone around Sam. Like I like I like Reggie. Mm-hmm. I like Reggie a lot. I like, I like Reggie Joel. a lot too. Mm-hmm. I even like Coco more. Yeah. I don't like Sam at all. Like as a character, like I get why she is the way she is and right. I get the and even with her arc it's just like, all right, main characters have to main character. They yeah. have to have their issues. But I just don't like her from even just from jump point mm-hmm. of just, she she always is like, I have to combat, I have to fight, I have to do this, I have to represent. And I get the need for that. And I get the understanding of what she represents in the college is what um, people like D-Ray and um, Sean King and whatnot, what they're, what they represent with BLM. Right. People have mixed feelings on them. Right. You're either you're really against, you're really for them, or you're really against them. Right. There isn't a lot of middle ground. Mm-hmm. So with Sam, she's kind of like she has both of the qualities of like a great leader, mm-hmm. but like a very um, kind of just like annoying presence. I think that um, when they talked about it in one of the episodes, she's like, maybe I'm not supposed to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think about like um, a lot of the leaders. Like community leaders that have existed where they have like really like you were saying really strong commanding presences where they can rally people and get people excited but their personal lives have been like all Just over trash. the place right. yeah so i'm wondering if that is kind of what they're playing on like i think it would be too much if she was like this amazing leader who had it all together mm-hmm. in terms of like being able to rally people and her life was perfect not perfect but you know but that wouldn't be her, accurate but even her ability to rally people is kind of flawed because she doesn't necessarily always rally people as as the show progresses. Right. She kind of takes point in a lot of things, but she's never she's not always necessarily the person that is like starting the rally or like, oh, we're gonna do this for this. She's always suggesting things or she'll just always end up becoming the main person. Oh yeah, or taking credit for it. Or taking for credit it. for it. That's true. But she's or not, forcing things to happen. Right. But mm-hmm. she's not necessarily like we're going to all be a rabble rouser. She's just kind of like antagonistic. She almost is kind to of a antagonistic. Point, almost to a point where it's because it's her identity. Mm. Like I think if, that, if, she's not, if she's not if she's not Wallen, yeah. then 
people well, she, something's yeah. wrong. She feels kind of empty. And that is kind of what the guy that we don't like the, of the other paper was pastiche, implying right? of the pastiche paper. Right. I don't know his. I think his name is Kurt. Yes, it is Kurt. That's right. kind of what he was implying, and I don't know if that's completely wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But then also, I like like I said, I like um, Troy. Yeah. And I know you said you have issues with him. I like Troy. For his relationship with um, the reporter, for Lionel. Lionel, yes, that's thank his you. name, right? I hope so. I, I actually do not remember. It is Lionel. I like his relationship with Lionel. I like Lionel. That, that, I like Lionel. A Lionel lot. might actually be my favorite character now that I'm thinking about it because he's so awkward. Yes, I love his awkwardness because I mm-hmm. get it. His 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 timing, like his comedy yeah. timing, is very good. Yes, like it's very strong. It is, he, and it and it, he always he's kind really of like, smart. And he always kind of knows how to, like, let things just, like, be awkward. Yeah. It just it Let it works. breathe. Yeah. I think I, like... But he also knows how to assert himself when he has to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. no, I think Lionel... Lionel and Coco might be my two favorite characters. Lionel's arc is my favorite arc. I think. Um, uh, mm, okay. Just, like, because we kind of get to see his beginning and we see where he ends up. Right. And, and I think that his arc is probably my favorite arc. Mm. Um, I like... I think Coco's is my favorite arc. I like Coco's arc, but I just think Lionel's arc just is a little bit more for me. Mm. Because Coco's arc is kind of... um, I like Coco's beginning. Yeah. I like the way that her arc starts where you understand why she is the way that she is. Yeah. And as she manifests and becomes more confident in herself, and as her arc continues to to grow, Mm -hmm. then you start seeing her like being more... Just comfortable. And I, and think, I think you understand dope. her better. Yes. What I would, did want to say is that in the beginning, and I know you didn't watch it, but she reminds me of Blair from Gossip Girl. Mm. Um, just like in the way she carries herself and the way she dresses. Yeah. Like, just kind of like like a wasp kind of, but she's not. I want to say that um, the casting of Coco was extremely well done mm. because... For a lot of the show, when we were watching, I just kept saying, like, she doesn't look real. Mm. And that's not, like, an insult. I don't want it to be an insult. Mm. But, like, you know, you were kind of just saying, like, she has a lot of white features, mm-hmm. despite, you know, she has very dark skin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way she wears her hair and stuff right. like that. And it's just, like, she looks like a, you know, a Barbie doll with the black right. color. Right. And I think that was the idea of her in the beginning. Probably. And no, it is. So that's why I kept looking at her and just like, just wondering like, well, what does she look like, you know, without everything that, mm-hmm. you know, she has. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually get to that. And yeah. I'm just like, ah, it makes, now this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So it's just, her casting was excellent. Mm-hmm. I just think just visually excellent. Right. Um, The show is very, um, is interesting in how it deals with sexuality. Mm. I think um, the characters are open and fluid that's and such true. and stuff like that, and that's cool. And um, you definitely see it, a lot of different relationships form right. and um, take different turns, and they're all very well done. And I think that um, for people who are maybe only watch the first couple of episodes or who are about to start it. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself after watching the whole 10 episodes very satisfied with yeah. the show. And like I can't wait for season 2, but it's not like a 
it's not like a itching, yearning, like, oh my God, yeah. I need to know what happens next. It's like just with like, the get down. Right. The when they left the get down for the first part, mm-hmm. I think we were clamoring to know what the hell what the was hell's going, going on. on. Mm-hmm. But here, it's like, arc start, arcs end, yeah. and we have a cliffhanger, but it's not like a dramatically like yeah crazy one. It's just like, all right, when then season two comes, I'll know what's going on. Right. And I think, just like, I agree. I think... Um, the stories were well told. Mm-hmm. What I also like is that there were so many different representations of black people. Yes. Um, Just the way that they broke down in the first episode, mm-hmm. they broke down the different clubs. Right. And but even but even apart from the clubs, because Lionel isn't in, in any of the clubs. No. But he's not. another representation. He's another representation. Yeah. I appreciated that because it's just a reminder, like for people who may not realize. That black people aren't a monolith. Right. We come in all shapes and sizes. Even the guy, um, when they went to the bar towards the end, he used to be. Oh yes, yes. Another yes, representation. You yeah, know what I mean? There's yeah. there. It just reminds everyone that we're individuals. And while we as black people may not need that reminder, I hope white people do watch the show mm-hmm. because I think they can appreciate it too. I think it's a good show. I don't think anything in it is too crazy where it's like, oh, I don't want them to know about that. You right, know? No. But it's just a, it just a, letting them. A, like a friendly reminder that we aren't all the same and that we have so many different identities as many identities as our people yeah. you know so I really really enjoy the show I recommend that you watch it if you haven't already mm-hmm. I don't think you'll be disappointed Word. Um, shout out to Dean Kane from uh, How High oh, being yeah. the Dean in this show and he's pretty dope yeah. he's, a, he's a very he's good a he's a very good cop. he's a villain but you kind of see like as the arcs are told you kind of see why he's the way he is i guess like it, you know it, and it makes sense it I makes guess. sense to me like you don't have to like it no but it makes sense mm. like he's not like a jerk jerk but he's just he's like kind of a jerk eh, is he yeah he is i didn't think he was i think that everything that he did was logical to his reasons for him having those things established I never said he wasn't a jerk, mm-hmm. but I said that you understand why he is mm-hmm. like, it's not like, uh, Chad or whatever, or whatever it was. Is his name Chad? The pastiche guy? Can't remember his name now. Tuff Biffington. It. Whatever. Yeah. It's not like Kurt. He's, Kurt, 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 Chad, Tuff Biffington. He's a damn jerk. Yeah, and for is. no reason, like there's literally no reason for him to be a jerk. He's That's just an true. antagonistic ass jerk. True. But the dean he's a jerk but you learn why he's the way he is mm. and you know like he's, like i said you don't have to like it necessarily you don't even have to agree with it there's def- there's always better ways to do everything mm-hmm. that's kind of what a lot of the arcs kind of like exemplify mm-hmm. there are better ways to do the thing that you're trying to do mm-hmm. but with him it's just an example of that mm-hmm. um shout out to neil on yeah. She, she's she's pretty cool. Yeah. Just looking as ageless as ever. Yeah. Just like, what cream did you rub on your elbows? Right. To keep everything straight, because she still looks like freaking Jason's lyric. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to her. And, um, anything else about? No. I just think it's worth watching. I don't yes. really remember the movie, honestly, but... I don't either. Um, I, I remember, don't... I remember, um... Tyler William James, Tyler James William, everybody hates Chris. I remember yeah. his character and he was Lionel. 
he's Lionel, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So, like, if you watch the movie, like, most of the characters are from the, taken from the movie. Right. Um, different actors, just but different same actors, characters, same characters, I think. Was Coco in it? Coco? I don't recall I don't Coco. either. And I think... I recall Troy. I recall the main character, obviously. Yeah. I recall Lionel. Yeah. And I recall um, Summer Bay. Right. I think that whether you've seen Dear White People or not, you will still appreciate this. Yes. Because it, it stands on its own. It's not required viewing. It's not. You don't need to see a movie to, to enjoy the show. It's really not. They could have given it a different name. Yeah. And I still would have watched it. Right. But um, no, it was really great. Um, Check it out if you haven't. Let Word. us know your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And I think we are going to wrap it up. Yep. Um, just follow us on Twitter. At Bougie, the letter N, the beard. On Instagram. At Bougie, the word and, the beard. Facebook. Bougie, the word and, the beard. And um, you can email us at bougieandthebeard at gmail.com. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, Google Play. Google Play. I keep forgetting about Google yeah, Play. Yeah, you always slip on that. Because it's Android, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. Um, Don't hate. We're anywhere and everywhere you want to be. Any podcasting app that you have, you just search for us. We're available. We got 11 episodes in the bucket. Yeah. We're gonna keep going strong. Just, you know, we need feedback to know how we're doing. Yes. Leave a rating. Uh, leave us uh, a comment. Right. Subscribe if you love us. Right. Um, share it if you love us. Right. Um, just put us out there. We're definitely, you know, love doing these podcasts. We, we love do. talking. I just, I really enjoy doing these. Like, Me too. I'm real talk. Like, not even like like radio bullshit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I really like doing these because it's just it's just fun. It is fun. We have, you and I have like good conversations anyway. Right. And it's just nice to be able to focus and have the conversations and share them with other people because I, yeah. I think people like listening to us i hope so that's what i've been hearing so. right um so anyway have a great night thanks so much for listening feel free to reach out to us mm-hmm. and enjoy the rest of your week bye later